and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ederson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rayo. And we are here uh, in my apartment uh, for the first time, the first ever in-person recording of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Uh, so Ryan came up to, to Fargo for the weekend to compete at the Bison Open. This is Ryan and I's seventh consecutive Bison Open track meet, indoor track meet that we've competed at. So got to keep the streak going. Um, so yeah, we're here and we got a, we got a pretty special episode. We think that you guys are really going to enjoy Ryan, you want to kind of tell them what we got on, on the table for today? Yeah. First of all, new sponsor this week, Cameron rail for letting me stay at his apartment and kick it into the spare bedroom. And so thanks to Cam and Caitlin for hosting me this weekend. I don't know. You can, you can be a sponsor for this episode. Yeah. We'll, we'll sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. Official. I don't know if you're an Airbnb, but I'll leave you a good review if I do find you guys. Are you, are you more Verbo? Uh, Airbnb. Okay. Yeah. Are we? Would be we be a super host? Would you give us the super host rating? Hundred percent. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you made coffee for me this morning, so it means it means more than you think, Ryan. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. Today we've got some pretty fun stuff lined up. Cam and I promised that we would talk a little bit about the Bison Open and about our performances. So we. We'll do that for a little bit. We also have a new segment. Oh, not really a new segment. We've done it before, but we're bringing it back. We haven't done it for a while. So today we're going to revisit our Hit the Standard segment where we test out uh, a product that's used in the running world. And today we're going to be doing picky bars. So we're looking forward to that. I'm even wearing my picky bars t-shirt right now. So you know it's going to be good. So Cam, let's just recap yesterday. So Bison Open was the meet yesterday. A lot of Division Two and a lot of Division Three schools this time around, and then today it's very exciting. They're doing the first ever Dakota Quad, which is going to be UND, SDSU, USD, and NDSU here in Fargo. And this is like the first time that they've done a meet where it's like a conference preview. Yeah. Before the Summer League Championships. Yeah, that's one thing. Like track misses a lot is just chances to get into the scored meets. Uh, so cool that they get to do that with, you know, four of the most, you know, probably the four most competitive schools in the in the conference. Only, what are they, like two, three weeks? Maybe they're a little further out. Three okay. weeks out? Three weeks out. From the conference meet. So, yeah, I think the energy is going to be through the roof today. A lot of people still, like, fighting for those conference spots. Uh, a lot of people trying to cement themselves on the top of the top of the conference list to be a favorite in their event going in. So, yeah, it's it'll be fun to see see the results. Any any event in particular you're looking forward to kind of seeing today, Ryan? Oh, that's a good question. I think, man, like honestly, I'm just excited to watch good track and field in general. But I think like. Across the board, it should be pretty good. I think there's a lot of dudes in the 400. That should be a good race. I don't know what the distance is shaking out to be, but I'm guessing like the mile is going to be pretty fast. Yeah, I know there's a lot of a lot of NDSU people in the mile. That's kind of the, uh, I don't know. NDSU's always just had like a ton of milers, or at least when I was there. So I know there's a lot of guys who are really looking to have personal best, season's best times to really give themselves a chance to either be on the DMR at the conference team or – or to be in the mile, so um, it's really it's like like the last kind of sort of like tryout. And I know some of the guys I think are planning to go to Iowa State uh, next weekend, so maybe a chance to get like a seed time time fast enough to run at uh, one of those like bigger meets too. Mm-hmm. So we're in it. Track season's rolling. Yeah, it's it's going off. Uh, it's there hasn't been any COVID issues since they started, so hopefully they can keep keep doing well with the protocols and keeping everybody safe there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just good to, good to see meets and good to see people. Like I think the mental health aspect of just getting out and being able to compete and do something that's so familiar to you is always good. And, and yeah, it's, it's going to be a good day. Not the teams. Like I was talking to coach Casey about this this morning, but there's not really like anything to hide at this point. Like sometimes you think that you're going to like, oh, we're going to save this for the conference meet and we're not going to show the other team like who's really fit right now or like what we've got in the, the bag. But there's like nothing to hide today. It's just going to be really good and a really good preview of where everyone's at. Yeah. One kind of interesting thing from the distance end of it 
is so the indoor conference meet is three weeks away, but the cross country conference championships is four weeks away. So I think SDSU sent a group of runners to Florida this week to run a cross country meet in the middle of the indoor season. They're running a cross country meet, um, which I guess it's also the middle of the cross country season. If you want to think about it like that. Uh, Yeah. So I don't know how many of the jackrabbits will be there today. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be even, even the people who might, uh, not have the track performance that they want today or in the next couple of weeks leading up to the indoor conference meet, at least from the distance end, they're probably going to get a chance in one week after the indoor conference meet to compete in cross country. So, I mean, you got to really have the whole team firing, the whole team going and, um, yeah, just kind of interesting twist that that covid has brought so yeah that'll that'll be a good stretch of you know two weeks of you know high high competition within the within the summit league so yeah and this year there's a lot on the line because it's an automatic bid right the winner of the summit league championships i think i think the i'm not exactly sure how it works but the team is it the team and individual i'm not sure about individual but i'm pretty sure the team gets an auto bid which is First time, yeah, first time ever, time. right? Which you know, cross country, anything can happen. You know, because you got to have you got to have five, six people show up on the day, and especially when you're gonna have a lot of the top athletes coming off of the indoor meet, maybe racing three, three times the week before, and then having them run an eight k mm-hmm. on grass. I could just see that kind of going out slow. Uh, and maybe one of those guys who didn't race as much on the track, you know, is hanging around and might see a surprise winner in the cross country conference champs. But uh, I think it's safe to say after this year, like anything is possible. So, mm-hmm. but hey, you yeah. com- you competed yesterday. Speaking of distance events, yep. How did it go? Yeah, so I ran the three k yesterday. Uh, this is my third race of the indoor season. Uh, it went it went well. It was the season's best. Ran a little bit, a little bit faster, like eight seconds faster than I had two weeks ago in the 3K. So, um, just kind of proud of just proud of how I competed and just kind of put myself out there. I mean, it's always always good to push yourself in competition. So, it's I mean, you and I were talking about this after the meet yesterday, Ryan. It's a little disappointing or a little tough to have the performances that we're having because they're they're not really close to our PRs. Not they're they're kind of a far cry from what we did in college um, or at, at like our best. Um, So it's tough to see those, especially when we, we feel like we're training as well as we can, like with both of us having jobs uh, and like just life happening. Like we feel like we're, we're going all out. Like we're, we're really committed to, to trying to be the best track athletes that we can. Um, and so it's disappointing to, to feel like you're doing all the training you can and working out as well and as hard as you can to be the best you can in competition. And you're still just, you know, uh, I was like 20 seconds away from like a PR, um, so that's just been like a tough thing, I think, for me and for you this indoor season. Um, but in spite of that, still really proud of how I competed. I felt like I, uh, compared to two weeks ago, just like got in to a position where I was going to be uh, comfortable for as much of the race as I could and uh, not like, like blow up as little as possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, I texted friend of ours who we were on the team with Francis uh last night after and he texted me back this morning he's like hey dude that's like that's that's pretty quick for the type of training you're doing um which you know it's true like when you have to get up early or run after after work all the training you can really do in the midwest is miles on the treadmill at whatever pace the treadmill can go um so you know, it's really more of like marathon training, I guess. But yeah, I think the biggest thing to remember is, like, right now, there's nothing 
there's no reason we're doing this except for the fact that it's really fun, right? Yeah. And we both have like big goals. Like one of my goals is to be competing at the Olympic trials this summer. And I'm doing everything I can to like go after that goal and achieve it. But I'm also just really enjoying the process of like watching myself put in the work. And the times are not where they want to be, but they're getting faster this season. And, you know, my, I'm not doing this because it's like make or break. Like I have to reach this time or this mark and then like, oh man, then I can stop doing it. But it's just like, no, I'm having so much fun right now that I'm just going to keep the ball rolling. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people might look at us and, and question why we're doing it, what we're doing, because we're kind of crazy for putting in the time and like the energy um, to just like run in circles or jump over a bar. But I mean, so is everybody who does track, you know, and our listeners will understand like the joy that we get from doing it. So we don't need to listen to the haters, Ryan. Like we're not doing it for anybody else. We're doing this for us. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would I would not even say there's haters, but like, no, no, yeah, not at all. Not but at like all. yesterday, I ran a really subpar hurdles race. I smashed the third hurdle, and I got done. And I went up to my brother, and it's just like, dude, that was really fun. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, I think in college, I would have put so much pressure on myself. I would have been like, oh, like terrible race. Like, smash the hurdle. Like, I can do so much better. I can't believe I did that. But I was like, no, like that was like not a good time. I'm not happy with it, but like. I still had fun. Yeah. But. Why do you think in track and field there's this um, – maybe you don't feel it, but I, I just kind of feel like there's this like maybe a little condescending aura towards people who continue to do track like post-collegiately who aren't professionals in, in the way that we're doing it. I Because I – I just feel like there was always, there's always like that one or two guys, you know, and I guess we're the one or two guys now <laughs> that we would see. And it's like, ah, uh, that guy just can't let it go. Still trying to, you know, live in college, which I don't think we're doing. Like that's not our view of it at all. But um, I just, so I work for a company that makes, gym equipment like squat racks and stuff and a lot of the people who work there are really into crossfit and they go and they do these comp they train so hard like crossfit is not easy and they do these competitions in like the dakota games like it's just what we're doing and everyone is like this is amazing like that's so cool i can't believe you get to compete and like it, it's celebrated like this amateur level of CrossFit competition is something that people are like encouraged to do. And like a large group of people who are in the same situation get super fired up about it. But I just don't feel like it's the same way in track and field. There's, there's such a huge expectation of, all right, you got to be almost making the Olympics or making the Olympics or in college, uh, or you should just be running like marathons for fun, you know, mm -hmm. and there's, there's no, at least in the Midwest, there's no space for the uh, amateur runner, the nine to five yeah. person that wants to still train and still like compete. Now I know what you mean. I think part of it is just because not a lot of people do it because a lot of people are just thinking, oh, well, you're just going to work out. Why not just go to the gym and hop on the elliptical or the treadmill then? And I think one is the visibility. There's just not enough people doing it around here because in other countries, it's cool to compete for your club even after you have gone to university. And you're like, I have a friend on Facebook that I met at a meet in Norway a few years ago. His name's Frederick, Frederick Yar. And Frederick works as like a marketing person for a supermarket. But he's still a competitive high jumper. He went to college here in the States and went back. And I don't know how old he is. He's probably in his 30s now. But he still, like, trains and competes for his club. And that's just the norm. Like, nobody bats an eye. Yeah. But here, I just don't think enough people do it. And my rationale is this. I think even if I wasn't doing track stuff, I would still be after school every day going to run on a treadmill or run on an elliptical or lift weights. 
And right now my body feels really good. So why not push the limits a little bit further and keep getting after it? Like there'll be a point where I won't be able to do these type of workouts and these type of training, like for the jumps and for today, I was pole vaulting. Like there's going to be a point where my body can't handle that anymore. But it's like, if I feel good, I might as well go hard. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's probably a combination of just like um, an American reluctance to like adopt track and field. Um, but then also like living in North Dakota and Iowa and the Midwest where there's just not that many people in general, you know? Mm-hmm. So, cause I mean, yeah, there's not even like enough people where you see like amateur soccer as like a big thing, or I guess like softball people get up for like, like low pitch, softball. slow pitch softball in the summer. And like, that's like a big deal. But yeah, we, I mean, we had a teammate. Uh, Brant Burgess, he was doing his. Well, he, he, was, got, he was a Fulbright scholar, so he was doing his research and teaching in Germany this in, last summer. In Germany, yeah, and so and he had joined like the local track club mm-hmm. there, and he went and won like the shot put and the weight throw or the hammer at like their city, their county or whatever club championships or something, and they won as a team. And I just remember seeing a picture of like thirty, you know post-collegiate aged men just like celebrating because they just won their city track and field championships and yeah i just think that that would be something that's like really fun and really cool to be a part of and i mean we see it you see it in the marathon Mm -hmm. you know thousands and thousands of people you know run these run these big city marathons and Mm -hmm. and it's a huge deal um i just wish that yeah, I'm sure there's just as many people who would much rather train to run a hundred or a 200 meter dash, they but just, they just don't have the opportunity and they don't have, know how to. Yeah, they don't know how to, they don't have the opportunity and they don't have access to the training or like the facilities to be able to do that. Yeah, But, you know, that's like what we're here to do. We're here to change the status quo, right? Like the whole point of this podcast is to get people talking about track, which People don't do a lot. Yeah. Trying to get people excited about track, which track junkies, yeah, they get excited, but trying to like broaden that scope. So who knows? Maybe like we change the conversation and the dialogue and it's not just going to happen with this podcast. We're going to need a lot of other people to do it too. But maybe at some point that will be a thing where it's like you do get like a bunch of clubs around North Dakota and we do have like a club championship at some point of people that just want to do track and fields for fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, if there's people who are listening who are interested in joining a club, uh, we have a really great one. Ragnarok Athletic Club is a club that Ryan and I both uh, represent. Uh, some big things coming up for Ragnarok AC in the, the coming months. So if you want to keep up to date on that, follow them on the Instagram page. Uh, and you can DM us on the uh, on our personal accounts or on the Prairie Track and Field podcast page uh, about joining. If if track is something that we've interested you in or you've thought about for a while, uh, let's get you hooked up with with the club that we're we're a part of, and let's let's make something happen. So yeah, yeah hopefully through our example of us continuing to compete uh, and through this podcast, um, yeah, maybe we can see some see some change Mm -hmm. in the future and maybe i remember like every tuesday and thursday night driving past yulin softball complex in grand Mm -hmm. forks and seeing so many people playing softball maybe someday we'll drive by cushman field and it'll just be a bunch of like old dudes running 100 meter dash who knows yeah i mean hey people love the videos of the 90 year old guy running the 100 meter (laughs) dash you know people just love that stuff on youtube they they eat it up it goes crazy Speaking of eating it up, should we go on to the next part of our podcast? Okay, so here's what we're really excited for. Little backstory. So if you've never heard of Picky Bars before, let me just give you a little little info. So Picky Bars is based out of Bend, Oregon, and they are a brand that they let's read the back here. So it says, I don't know what your back yours says, but it says Picky Bars are balanced real food with the ideal mix of carbs, fat, and protein for quick and sustained energy. I thought whipping up a real food bar that agreed with my triathlete husband's training needs plus sensitive stomach would be a weekend project. Ha! Please enjoy the fruits and nuts of our labor and love. And 
when we were at the Olympic trials to watch in 2016, we came across this booth and they were selling piggy bars. I never heard of them before. And I don't exactly remember who was working, but we think it might have been Lauren Fleshman, who is one of the co-founders. And she was handing out bars, handing out samples, and they were selling t-shirts. And I was like, yeah, I'll support you guys, $10. And like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I'm wearing the shirt right now. It's a soft, it's one of my, it is my favorite shirt. It's so soft. And I got it four years ago, almost five. And and ever since, I've been a big fan of Picky Bars. Whenever I go to Sea Dick Run in Grand Forks, I always make sure to grab some. They're really, they're delicious. And if you can't tell, I'm a little bit biased towards them because I like them so much. But we were really fortunate. We reached out and we told them about the segment Hit the Standard, where we review running products or um, nutritional items or running gear, anything that's used in the running world, the track and field community. And we told them that we started the prod- podcast and we wanted to spread the word about them. And so they were nice enough to send us 10 different flavors, 10, a variety pack. Now, some of the flavors we've tried before, some of them we haven't. So what we're going to do on this next part of the podcast is we have this box that they sent us. We have 10 different bars. We're just going to reach in. We're, we'll shuffle them up a little bit. We'll reach in. We'll pull one out. We'll read you the name of it, the ingredients. Then we're going to sample it, and we're going to tell you what we think. I mean, we're obviously super thankful to Picky Bars for sending us this. I mean... Ryan is already a huge fan. They have they have hit the standard for Ryan in more ways than one. Uh, so let's change hit the standard to more like we'll do like a podium. You know, after we try all the bars, um, we'll give we'll give our gold, silver, and bronze uh, flavor because this is this is more. I mean, they've already they've hit the standard. Like, yes. we can agree about that. I think yeah, because yeah, my standard for picky bars would be Olympic champ. A world record time. World record. Has to be. Yeah, world record time. So, like, literally the pinnacle. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll do a podium. We'll rank them one, two, and three. So, and then let's just trade off. I'll reach in first, grab one, and you reach in, grab one. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to look away. Okay. Wow. Ooh, first one. Lauren's Mega Nuts. This one's got peanut butter, fruit, and honey. And so here we'll open it up. And then we'll just split it in half. I'll give you half. half. Now, this is one I actually have not tried yet. So, like I said, Lauren's Mega Nuts, peanut butter, fruit, and honey. Can you describe to the listeners kind of the look and feel, I guess, of the of the bar? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, you pull it out of the package, and it probably doesn't look like the most appetizing. Like, it's it's brown. Which I I don't know maybe a lot of bars are brown but it's not like doesn't have any sprinkles or or like I don't know. Well, you know what? To me, that's a good sign. That that means that they're not messing around with chemically enhanced. Like they're not concerned about the the look of the bar. They're like, we're gonna give the athletes who are eating these good, real food ingredients. Yeah, and that's like what they talk about. So real food snack for sport and life. Mm-hmm. And it is plant based, so yeah, this is really good. So this one, this one's the Lauren's Mega Nuts. This might mm. be, man, first one might make the podium, but this is a very solid, very solid bar. So like going back, you pull it out of the package. It's like a square. It's brown. It looks like real food. Like I said, it's uh, they're not going for looks; they're going for taste, and it's there. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, that was good. Reach in, pull the next one out. That's a good start. And let's see, Lauren. Oh, what was that one? Ah, fudge nuts. The next one here. See, this is the one we did look at these before. I did a little preview. This is the one I'm most excited about. Uh, It's chocolate and peanut butter. I was saying to Ryan, I mean, you can just, I've never gone wrong with chocolate and peanut butter. Anytime I want to like go for a granola bar or ice cream or whatever, it's chocolate and peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Ah, fudge nuts. Okay. I like peanut butter. I love it. I'll have it like on toast and PB&J is the, one of the best snacks ever. But I'll tell you what, I'm not always like the biggest fan of like peanut butter flavored stuff. So we'll see. Okay. Oh, yeah. A little more crunchy than the last one. Mm-hmm. But it's... Well, I mean, it's the peanuts. The peanuts. 
One thing I like too, it's it's not like the they don't make them like the Nature Valley granola bars, like crunchy, where they just like break your teeth off. Mm-hmm. They're a nice soft bar, just really easy, but like not dry. So it's soft and not dry. Oh, this would just hit the spot after a workout. Mm-hmm. And it's not like overbearing chocolate either. It's like a good, yeah, good amount of chocolate mm-hmm. where you can taste it, but it's not like the only thing you taste yeah. and not like sugary chocolate either. Is it re- probably real cocoa powder that they use? Check out the ingredients. Mm. Yep. Cocoa powder. Better believe it. That's pretty good. I was off fudge nuts. Off fudge nuts. Yeah. That one. Oh, that one's really good. Wish we had another one of those. <laughs> this one is a uh, vegan. All fudge nuts is a vegan bar. So for was it the last one vegan? Um, it doesn't have the vegan peace sign on the on the logo. Okay, well, good, to, good to know. But it does look like most of these are certified gluten free. So you ready for the next one? Yeah, let's do it. Let's keep keep her moving. Ooh, okay, this is a good one. I've had this one before. Title: Chai and Catch Me. Oh. So, okay, if you're not aware, they all have, like, really funny names. So, Chai and Catch Me is a person running with a dog on the front. That's the, the packaging. Chai and Catch Me has almonds, ginger, and cardamom. You know what cardamom is? <laughs> all right. Let's go. So, another thing with picky bars is so the, the founders. You mentioned Lauren Fleshman. Who uh, is was a great runner? Was ten k national champ? Five k national. Five k national. Yeah, five k national champ. She's one of the co-founders. Jesse Thomas, who is an Ironman champ, and then Steph Bruce, who's a pro marathoner, runs for NAZ Elite. So they all like brainstorm this bar and have a big part in how it came to be. And it's it's just a cool like it's cool that it's like actually runners that are making it for the sport. It's not mm-hmm. like some person just trying to make a ton of money off of like, oh, I'll make an energy bar because people mm-hmm. buy it. It's like, no, it's people that actually know what runners want and what runners need. I mean, you're getting like six to seven grams of protein per bar, 200 calories, about 190 mm-hmm. per bar, right? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, like the perfect post-workout race snack. Mm-hmm. This one's really good, Ryan. I like this. I don't know what cardamom is, but I think it's the cardamom that sets it apart. It's got to be, right? I mean, the other ones didn't have cardamom in it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, this is a good bar. I mean, if you guys are a fan of like a chai tea latte, it's got really got that chai flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Wow, okay. We got to keep her moving here. Yeah. Wow. We're only three bars in. That was three bars in, and we have seven to go. So, all right. Next one. Ryan, I think you've told me that this is one of – is this one of your your favorites or maybe one that you've – I've had it before. Okay. Title? uh, Moroccan Your World. As in the country, Morocco. Yeah. Just just a beautiful mountain theme. On the on the bar on the packaging here, uh, we got turmeric, ginger, pistachios. You, you say turmeric and not turmeric. What is it? I, I don't really know. I don't know. Tomato, right. tomato, tomato. Maybe. Do any of them have tomato in them? I hope not. <laughs> All right. So this is the fourth bar, Moroccan My World. So just like a little review here. So we started off with the Lauren's Mega Nuts, then we went with Off Fudge Nuts, and then we went with the Chai and Catch Me. And now we're on to Moroccan, my world. This one, like Cam said, turmeric, turmeric. Tell us what you think. And what was what was the other one? Ginger and pistachios. Oh, pistachio in this one. Mm-hmm. That's a new one. Do you like pistachios, Ryan? Mm-hmm. I think pistachios got to be like one of the, the best nuts. Now, another reason I'm a big fan of Piggy Bars is they do a lot for athletes, too. So one of the things that's so great about them is they sponsor a lot of not amateur athletes, but like 
people that are trying to make it that are probably working the nine to five job or have a job on the side and they're still training. I love that. When we got sent all these picky bars, we got a coexist sticker in the box as well. And this is not like your typical coexist, like you think. This is their version of coexist. And we're reading a little bit about it. And what's so cool is they're really trying to change like the stigma behind fad diets. They're saying, no, don't don't worry about fad diets. On the sticker on one end, we have, well, I'll tell you all the fruits that make up the foods that make up the different parts of the sticker. So we've got like what looks like an, maybe a cashew, yep. an avocado, a pretzel, some green beans, a carrot, an orange slice, and then an ice cream cone. And so they're saying like a B plus diet all the time is a lot better than an A plus diet some of the time. It's like you don't have to shame one specific category of food. Yeah. Part of being healthy is balance. I mean, anything in your life, like my parents always told me that anything is good or in moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just knowing, uh, what's that one song? Uh, 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 whatever. You got a count. You have one sitting at the table. Oh, the gambler. The gambler. Kenny Rogers. Yeah. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to run. I don't know. when to walk away. Yeah. Something like just you count your money when you're sitting at the table. Count your money when you're sitting at the table. How did that have anything to do with in moderation? Uh, I don't know. Nice. You, oh, because I was going to say you got to know when to know when to have that ice cream. You got to know when to put the avocado on the toast. You got to know when to, you know, to add some carrots into your stir fry. You know? a bit of a bit of a stretch. <laughs> a long way around, but hey, the gambler, good song. What's yeah. the next bar, Ryan? Next one we got a cinnamon roll in. Oh. Raisins, walnuts, and cinnamon. Oh. So. Ryan, a little off topic, but did you ever do the cinnamon challenge? Uh, no, never did. Did you ever watch people do the cinnamon challenge? Uh, no, just maybe on YouTube. Oh, man. So I split this bar like mostly in half. I definitely took the bigger part, though. <laughs> looking forward to this one. Big dogs got to eat. So we're halfway here. Fifth bar. Bar number five. Cinnamon rolling is really good. Not as crunchy. It's got walnuts in it, but not nearly as crunchy as like the chai and catch me or the off fudge nuts. Ryan, do you think we're, I'm glad we're doing the blind drop. You think maybe we're getting a little bit of uh, diminishing returns in our gratification for these bars? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm going to be honest. I don't think the bars have gotten worse. Like I think they're, they're very consistent flavor mm-hmm. to flavor. Um, but I'm getting full, man. We're only halfway through and like there's a lot of picky bars to be munching on. So what, we've eaten the equivalent of two and a half bars now? Yep. But you're doing it smart. You're like leaving some towards the end in case like you got to like yeah. do a little taste off. Ryan's going, I mean, we're splitting the bars 50-50. Ryan's going all in, just munching down the whole half a bar. I'm leaving like a bite left. So at the end, if I need to go back, refresh the palate, <laughs> see, what it, see what it was like. That one was really good. See, this is perfect. I pole vaulted this morning. So this is like my post-workout meal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you got to reach in next. All right. Do you want to do like a... Halfway through, give us your 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 leaders. Halfway um, through, halfway, give half, us your two favorites. So halfway far. through, Moroccan My World, and probably toss up between Cinnamon Rollin' and the Lawrence Mega Nuts. Wow, uh, I'm gonna say, man, the Chai and Catch Me just really. I think I would have to be in the right mood for that one. I don't think I would like it all the time, but mm-hmm. that one was my favorite right now, flavor wise, and like. And chocolate and peanut butter, just so consistent. Fudge nuts is a solid number two for me. Oh, no. I was – I wanted to be the one that pulled that one out of the bag. Nope. nope. Oh, all right. The ball don't lie. All right. So is this their newest flavor, Ryan? That's the new one. This is So this is their newest one. It's called Mint Condition. Um, it's chocolate, mint, and almonds. Or is it almonds? No one says almonds. It's, people say almonds. Anyway. Not people in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh all right, here we go. Going in mint condition. This one, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay, is this one good? Man. I'm in. Come on. Ooh. I didn't taste the mint right away. I was like, where is it? But it's in the aftertaste. It's, it's minty. Ooh. It's like the same type of mint 
that you get in like a piece of gum. Mm-hmm. You know? Not this is not just like a hint of mint. Mm-hmm. This is well like a hint of mint. <laughs> I was so looking forward to this because wow. I love mint. I love chocolate. This is a good bar. Oh yeah. We have a really good bar. Moving on. Moving to the next one. Okay. This is bar number seven. This is all in almond. Or almond. 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 Who says almond? I don't know. Okay. That last one's going to be hard to beat, though. So this bar, let's just see here. Seven grams of fat. Seven grams of protein. Um... Total sugar is like 15 grams of sugar, which seems like a lot, but it's only five grams of added sugar. So, I mean, it's like pretty natural sugars. Yep. Can I have all in almonds? Sam's wife, Caitlin, just walked in the door, so we'll probably give her a bite too. Yeah. Here. Caitlin, come try the all in almond. All in almond. Guest appearance. Oh. Is this your first time eating a piggy bar? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, here's a non biased approach. They what, all look oh, the same. They all look the same. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's a little. Alphaginus is darker in color. Yeah. But they're like the same shape, same size, same texture. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? I do like it. Good. I like the taste. I like the texture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're. It's really smooth. They're really smooth for like a. Mm-hmm. For a granola bar. Yeah. I feel like so many granola bars just kind of get stuck in the roof of your mouth or, you mm-hmm. know. Yes. Caitlin, join us for the rest of the taste test. We oh, need okay. the reason you sh- the reason you should join us for the rest of the taste test is because we're both getting extremely full. <laughs> and and, oh yeah, we don't have to worry about that. But, That's all right. Okay, Cam, reach in for the next one. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so this is bar number eight. Eight. Very boom dizzle. Boom Dizzle. Boom Dizzle. Oh, but that's not what it says on the package. We were joking yesterday because on the package it says, all a kazuba, baby. <laughs> so, Picky Bars staff, if you guys are listening to this right now, we would actually love to hear what Walla Kazuba means. I'm going to use that more often in my daily life. <laughs> Walla Kazuba? Okay, so in the blueberry Boom Dizzle is blueberries, almonds, and vanilla. So, it's a, it's a fruity one. Okay. Blueberry boom oh, dizzle. Man. You can just see the blueberries in it. Ooh, yeah. This yeah. one's this one has a lot of blueberries in it. Okay. I like blueberries. Mm-hmm. This one's like a little bit more firm than the other ones. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crispy. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like it. Mine, on one end, there's like eight blueberries all stacked together. I'm going to save that bite for last. If you love blueberry, like blueberry anything, you're going to love this bar. I was going to say, I'm a huge fan of blueberry in general. I like it. You like it? You said there's almonds in it? Almonds, yes. Almonds? I like the blueberry-almond combination. Yeah. See, I think I had a bad run-in with a blueberry uh, cliff bar one time. And it has kind of tainted the taste of blueberry granola bars for me. So, I know I should have, you know, if I wouldn't have had those darn cliff bars and I would have been been smart and gone with a blueberry picky bar, I probably would have had a different sort of experience. You, know? you probably don't need to put down other bars. Like, well, we're, we're really grateful they sent these to us, but we, we don't have to shame other bars. We, we can shame cliff bar, you know, and just oh, for today. Like I, I, no, no, I had one for breakfast. Today. <laughs> oh, okay. When we looked at this one two days ago, we noticed that the packaging had sunflowers on it. So we said that the need for seed probably had the most, like, ode to North Dakota on the packaging. I think, yeah, I think if there was going to be a one picky bar that was, like, the official bar of the of the pod, just based on the packaging, it would be the need for seed. Yeah. So need for seed has sunflower butter. Honey and chocolate. So, Ryan, did you know that North Dakota is the highest producer in honey in the United States? I did know that. Yeah, because you asked me two days ago, and I, I said yes. Well, you didn't have to. We, 
we could have played it off like it was the first time I was telling you for the podcast, you know? No. I'll call you out in front of everyone. Yeah. But really, you know, like, I mean... We, it is a cool fact. We got, and North Dakota grows sunflowers and honey. Like, it, it's the perfect yeah, prairie, so. prairie yeah, bar. Sunflower. Make you love a bit too much. Ryan, you a big Post Malone guy? He's all right. Oh. He's good. Oh, I hope we don't get some hate for you being in the middle on Post Malone. You know what I'm not in the middle in? What? Piggy bars. (laughs) (laughs) This one's pretty good, too. Not going to lie, I was a little concerned when I saw sunflower butter. Because it's not peanut butter. Mm. But it's still good. It's good, though. It's... Sometimes you just need to like change it up, you know. From you can't you can't always stick with peanut butter. Yeah. No, this is what this one's really good too. Mm. Okay, so it's sunflower butter, honey, and chocolate. But there's like fruit in this one too, or yeah, yeah. Dry, looks like cranberries. Yeah, we'll see if you're right. So this was the need for seed. Yeah, dried cranberries. Yeah. I was gonna say the first ingredient is dates, but I think all of them the first ingredient the is first. dates. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think a bar. Did you guys eat picky bars before this? Oh, I did. Ryan did. I ate picky bars before this. What kinds? What was like your go-to? So actually, they don't. I don't even. They they must not make it anymore because they didn't send it. But my favorite one that I first fell in love with was called Cookie Dopeness. Oh. Are you serious? But then they must not make it because they didn't send it. Or maybe it's like their bestseller. So they, I feel like they would have sent us their bestseller. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Hey, Picky Bars, if you're listening, Ryan really wants cookie dopeness back. It was good. But to be honest, I hadn't tried a lot of these different ones, and I probably could pick a new favorite. So was that the last? We got one more. This is the last one. Uh, We got the Smooth Caffeinator. Hazelnuts, chocolate, and coffee. So for for those looking for a little caffeine kick, Maybe this is like your breakfast bar if you got to get up nice and early. Mm-hmm. You know, this might be the one for you. So, smooth caffeinator. Smooth caffeinator. Now, this is one I've actually been too scared to try. Oh, really? <laughs> really. TDH. Wow. Ooh, a little darker color than some of the other bars. Mm. There you go. Thank you. Oh, man. So, you give me the bigger half. Wow. Face your fears. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last bar. So, the lineup to this point has been Lawrence. But- no, Lawrence yep. Mega Nuts, Off Hudge Nuts, Giant Catch Me, Rockin' Your World, Cinnamon Rollin', Mid Condition, All in Almond, Blueberry Boom Dizzle, yes. not, not Blueberry Waba, Walla Kazuba. Walla Kazuba. Blueberry Boom Dizzle, Need for Seed, and now we're finishing it off with Smooth Caffeinator. Ryan, I, I really like coffee. Like, I love coffee. We've been sipping sipping coffee while we record this. But I'm not, not a huge fan of coffee flavored items mm-hmm. like java chunk ice cream or not not my favorite but like this it it's a good it's a good bar mm-hmm. but like coffee flavored stuff just doesn't quite doesn't quite do it for me did you taste the coffee quite a bit in this one caitlin yeah i also taste the hazelnut quite a bit mm-hmm. that's what i'm getting so more of it kind of tastes like a chocolate covered coffee bean Oh, a little bit. Mm. Chocolate covered coffee bean. All right. So that was bar number 10. That's so we 10 out of 10. We went through the whole pack. Now it's time to give them the podium. So if you, you might walk in, but we're going first place, second place, third place. Okay. You want to start with the bottom? Mm-hmm. Third, third, second, first? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why don't, why don't you go first, Ryan? You give us your, your third place. And then you'll give us your third and place. Then I'll get my third place. Yep. Ooh. Third place is tough. I'm down to a couple here. Man, sometimes the first impression is just really good. And so my third place, I'm going to go with Lawrence Mega Nuts. It was the very first bar that we had, and it was just really delicious. And that one was – here, can you read that? Yeah, far away? peanut butter, fruit, and honey. Peanut butter, fruit, and honey. That yeah. was a good combo. So Lawrence Mega Nuts is my third place. Yeah, that that's a really solid – Really solid bar. I wonder if that was like the first, one of the first ones they ever, was it like the first one they came up with? One of the OGs? I don't really yeah. know. Yeah, it just seems really like balanced, you know. 
Um, for me, oh man, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna give third place to uh, Chai and Catch Me. I don't think it's one that I would have all the time, but it was definitely like had the most like distinct one of the ones that had the most like distinct flavor for me mm-hmm. that just like stood out to me the most. So Chai and Catch Me is my my bronze medal winner. So really mm-hmm. happy with that one. Yeah. Okay, so if silver, second place on the podium for me, I think I'm going to go with the new one, the mint condition, because I do, I love mint so much, and it was just like a sneaky mint aftertaste that really yeah. set it apart, yeah. and I feel like out of all the bars, like if you were going to have one for dessert, like I'd probably go with minty condition. Yeah. Chocolate, mint, and almonds. I said minty condition. Is it just mint condition? Just mint condition. Okay. I'd go with mint condition for my silver medal. Yeah. Uh, for my silver, I'm going to just stick with a classic, uh, fudge nuts, chocolate, and peanut butter. Uh, you can't can't really mess it up. It's not quite enough to like hold the first, the first place mm-hmm. uh, on the podium just because I feel like I've had so much, so many things with like chocolate and peanut butter. Uh, it would have had to like really stick out, but that would probably be, out of all these, that would be the one I'd probably buy the most because I know I'm always just going to like it. Mm-hmm. So fudge nuts yeah okay and for the gold i think i would have to go with cinnamon rolling it was really delicious that one was it's raisin mm-hmm. walnuts and cinnamon mm-hmm. yep. and yeah that one was just like smooth not like not smooth caffeinator smooth but like it just was really delicious and all around just a good bar yeah uh yeah and then for me my gold uh without a doubt it was mint condition for oh, me. Really? Yeah. Just I I can't even like describe. It was just like the most not the most like shocking right away, but I feel like it came through for what it it said it was. You know? You like that one too, Caitlin? Oh yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> some some of the other some of the other ones you just kinda had to wait for like the, the flavors that it said that it was gonna give, um, for them to like come through, I feel. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, like, not a bad thing. But, like, for me, like, the mint condition is, like, oh, yeah, I'm getting a mint granola bar. Which is funny because, for me, I felt like it was more like an aftertaste. Yeah. And I'm not even lying. This kind of tastes like a mint Oreo. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. Whoa. <laughs> High praise. Yeah. So, I mean, all of them just, man, really solid. I mean, the, the blueberry boom dizzle just really like delivered on the blueberry flavor too. Um, but I think I'm just not as much of like a blueberry guy. So that's just like personal preference, but yeah. Um, yeah. No, so. they, were, they were all good. Another like honorable mention, Moroccan Your World. That one was really good too. So that was, uh, that was fourth place for me. It looks like, I mean, everything, each one of their bars is gluten-free, off fudge nuts, vegan, mint condition is vegan. Blueberry Boom Dizzle is vegan. Uh, if, if that's like your speed, um, all all of it is plant based protein. And yeah, like we're saying, just really go check out go check out Picky Bars because yeah. not only do they make great bars, but they're doing great things um, in the sports world. I mean, sponsoring a tennis player founded by endurance athletes, marathoner, and a five k US five k champ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, just really cool design on their on their packaging and stuff too. Yeah, and if you're wondering like how to get your hands on Picky Bars, you should check out their website. They're really active on social media too. On like, I follow them on Instagram. That's where I see them the most. But you can join what they call the Picky Club. And now what the Picky Club is is it's like a customizable um, monthly subscription almost. And so Picky Bars started off as the bars, but now they have performance oatmeal, performance granola. Oh, I think. Yeah. So they've got like a lot. They're they're putting their feet in a lot of different products. It's pretty cool. Okay, like like they're not actually putting their feet in the products. Like okay, not yeah. like not the growth. But yeah. They're putting their foot in a lot of different doors. Maybe I should have said it yeah, that way. Yeah, that's good. But you can join the picky club. You can set uh, maybe how often you want it. I'm not totally sure on that, but you can pick some of like the items you're going to get each month in your your picky club box, and they'll send them right to your doorstep. The picky club. You can learn more about it on their website. Otherwise, the only other place I've actually seen them in stores is in Cedar Run, Run or Grand Forks. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just want to say thank you so much to, to Lauren and Steph and Jesse and to anybody else from Pinky Bars that's listening. Because for me, this was a dream come true yeah. to try every single one. <laughs> they're really good. And like, I'm not just saying that because they sent them to us, but they're actually really good bars. Yeah. And I would highly recommend them. But yeah, thank you guys so much for sending us them. And like, if you want us to try out your granola or your oatmeal, just let us know because we can do this again. We would be happy to do this again. We'd be more than happy yeah. to do this again. So can't I? This is fun, man. Like actually being like face to face with you and not just over a Zoom call recording. Yeah, this is different. I mean, we it would have been a lot more difficult to do this over over Zoom. Yeah, how we wouldn't have been able to do it. So yeah, no. So anyway, yeah. So thank you again for letting me stay at your apartment this weekend. Absolutely. Thank you, Caitlin. And (laughs) and yeah, thank you to all of you that are still listening at this point in the episode. We hope that you enjoyed it a little bit different than a typical episode, but stay on the lookout. We've been talking to a lot of great people in the track and field world, and we got some good interviews coming up that we can't wait to release. So continue to like us on Facebook, um, follow us on Instagram, make sure that you are telling your friends about it. We've heard a lot of good things, word of mouth, and we've gotten so many good compliments from people. So thank you to everybody that's listening and supporting and just spreading the word. It means so much. And like, we're not really doing this, for, I don't I don't know we're doing this because it's fun and yeah. we're having yeah. a blast doing it so and, and it's just like yeah it's encouraging to hear that you guys think it's fun too and um, yeah so if you want to if you want to help if you want to be a part of what we're doing it would help us if you gave us a review on Apple podcasts and a five-star rating uh, and then also when you listen if you could share it to your Instagram story and then we'll repost that uh, one share just does a lot for getting the word out. Um, I know I talked to somebody who had just found out about the podcast who lives here in Fargo and he's just going to start listening. So we're still growing. Um, we have some, some updates that are in the works that we'll hopefully see soon. I don't know if we do want to tell them about, I mean, if people have stayed this long and you know, we could reward them by, I don't know, or do we keep it under wraps? I think we keep it under wraps for now, but um yeah should we go eat some lunch and then go watch some track and field let's do it all right hey thanks again for listening uh we'll talk to you soon and have a great day